This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, members of Congress are hoping to secure hazard pay for frontline federal employees. Some senators have suggestions for the Health and Human Services Department. And one congresswoman has questions about the implementation of the Defense Production Act. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. House Democrats are eyeing hazard pay for frontline federal employees for the next emergency coronavirus package. Three House Democrats are asking for their colleagues' support on several proposals geared toward federal employees. They want to give part-time federal workers at the Transportation Security Administration, FEMA, and other agencies a chance to enroll in the Federal Employee Health Benefits Program. Members say the current pandemic should be a qualifying event that allows part-time employees to enroll. The proposal would also include a House-passed bill to give TSA workers Title V collective bargaining rights. The Health and Human Services Department should use existing systems to track coronavirus statistics, make reporting by the states less burdensome, and reduce the complexity of sharing information. So say 16 senators who wrote to HHS CIO Jose Arrieta, Admiral Brett Garrar, the HHS Assistant Secretary for Health, and CDC Director Robert Redfield. The lawmakers say existing systems already relied upon for their effectiveness and efficiency and could be important tools for responding to this virus to ensure accurate reporting and sharing of data data as quickly as possible. Representative Katie Porter wants more oversight on how the White House is using the Defense Production Act. In a letter to the Trump administration, Porter asks for a full list of DPA contracts, including award data, quantity, and per-unit cost. The stimulus package set aside $1 billion for DPA contracts. Porter asked the White House to respond to a request by last Friday, the DPA funds contracts to provided needed goods and services during an emergency. The General Services Administration publishes a guide for how to specify and acquire human-centered design services. More from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. GSA's customer experience lead, Matt Ford, says the guide, published Friday, includes how to match an agency's design needs to the most promising vendors offering design services, pursuant to improving customer experience, and how to conduct source selection and structure a contract. The guide comes just as millions of Americans are feeling frustrated by the online experiences at federal websites connected to the economic relief bills. I'm Tom Temin. Five fellows at the National Academy of Public Administration will start a highly anticipated study of the Office of Personnel Management. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco has the details. NAPA has five fellows to take a year-long look at the Office of Personnel Management. Former Homeland Security Undersecretary Janet Hale will lead the panel, former Comptroller General David Walker, and former Defense Personnel Leader Peter Levine will sit on the committee. It also includes longtime Defense and OPM Executive Ellen Tunstall and Public Policy Professor Edward Kello. The panel will eventually make recommendations to Congress about OPM and its future. I'm Nicola Grisco. 
President Trump puts a $10 billion loan for the Postal Service on hold if the agency does not raise its package prices. Trump says the Treasury Department will not disperse the money guaranteed under the CARES Act unless USPS agrees to raise prices for e-commerce companies like Amazon. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin says the Postal Service will have to accept some reforms as conditions for the loan. Because of a drop in mail volume during the pandemic, the agency projects it will run out of cash by the end of the fiscal year. SBA goes on the attack against fake sites. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has more. The Small Business Administration's cybersecurity team isn't just protecting the agency from cyber attacks. It's going after the bad actors, too. Maria wrote the SBA's CIO, says in the last few weeks, the security team has taken down eight fraudulent websites and two fake Twitter accounts pretending to be the SBA administrator. The security team has been extraordinarily busy as SBA prepared for and is dealing with the surge in traffic to its site. Rote says when President Donald Trump tweeted the link to SBA.gov, 93,000 people hit the website instantly. I'm Jason Miller. Hiring at the Veterans Affairs Department is up 37% in recent weeks. VA says it hired nearly 3,200 new staff members over two weeks in mid-April. 981 of them are registered nurses. VA Secretary Robert Wilkie says the hiring surge will continue to support the department's coronavirus response efforts. He expects VA will hire another 4,500 staff in the next few weeks. Many of the new employees are medical professionals who were temporarily laid off from their jobs at private health care systems. VA has a national hiring campaign to attract more nurses, physicians, and other medical professionals to help with coronavirus response. About 10,000 IRS employees are coming back into the office today. The National Treasury Employees Union says it's part of the agency's initial wave of sending workers back to answer phones, handle mail, and complete other tax filing season work that can't be done from home. An all-staff email tells IRS employees to bring their own personal protective equipment to the office, but the agency expects more equipment will arrive this week. NTEU says the IRS asked employees to volunteer to come back to work and will give them incentive pay, but if there aren't enough volunteers, the agency will require certain employees to return to their offices. President Trump plans to nominate Sean Manasco as the next Undersecretary of the Air Force. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. Manasco has served since 2017 as the Assistant Secretary of the Air Force for Manpower and Reserve Affairs. He's also been working as the Air Force Undersecretary since late last year, when the Trump administration moved Matt Donovan from that job to the position of Undersecretary of Defense for Personnel and Readiness. Manasco is a former Army officer who spent most of the past 20 years in the banking and energy sectors, most recently at USAA. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. And the Space Force is coming closer to filling in its ranks and becoming a full-fledged military service. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni reports. The Space Force says it will take on 1,800 new assignees over the next few months. Those employees will come from 23 organizations within the Air Force. The Space Force currently has 1,600 people assigned to it and only 88 actual members. The service will open up its application process to other military branches on May 1st. The Space Force is looking for space operators, engineers, cyber experts, and intelligence employees, and acquisition professionals. I'm Scott Massioni. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. And stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. (laughs) 